What's up, you rebel-minded freaks? This is where we question everything and provoke the normality of the world, all in an effort to face ourselves and become better humans. That's what it takes to be rebel-minded. You in? Let's do this. Googly goop. How's everybody doing today? I'm Zach, the Creed soldier, leader of this rebel-minded podcast. Welcome back. I am a development coach, and I'm a powerlifter, and I am a new ukulele player. <laughs> Super suck at it. <laughs> um, but I love it. And I'm a provocateur, and I'm here to challenge you, and I'm here to challenge the quote-unquote status quo and get you thinking about your authenticity and the love that you have for yourself and your masculine and feminine balance, which goes to this, you know, relates to this study that I'm doing on the male balance. And it's been quite interesting and frustrating and overwhelming, and there's a lot of information. But this is the work that we do, right? To better ourselves. And I think it's important to know that it's okay to have titles for yourself, to have labels for yourself, and not be ashamed of them, and also not think that you are forced to maintain them. So I just started the ukulele. I claim myself as a uke player. I'm on and off in my powerlifting. I claim as a powerlifter because of what I love. It gives me the power to fully feel and be fully embraced by what it is that I enjoy. And at any point, I can decide to be something else. I can decide to go from a powerlifter to a bodybuilder. I can decide to, instead of being coach, being a counselor or being a tech guy or whatever, you know. Um, I also am an electrician. I have been for over a decade. And I don't prioritize that title. But if I have to go back to that, if I have to use that, it's what I know. It's what I'm good at. I've done it for a very, very long time. So I guess the point is we can transition and we can change. The, the idea is to actually act. And the idea is to actually put yourself into something, give yourself a title, see how well it works out. Because you don't owe anybody anything to, to become expert in something. You don't owe it to anybody to stick with it for years and years on end just to see if it's for you. Because I can tell you, after years and years of doing something that I disliked because I thought it was the only thing that I was good at, I thought that I was trying to prove a point. I thought that I was trying to build a good resume saying that I can be consistent in a job. It's not worth the pain that you go through. It's not worth the misery. It's not worth selling your soul. And it's not worth delaying all that time to really find out what you're about and enjoy life and include the things in life that are super important to you, that make you feel powerful, that make you feel loving and loved, and that make you feel human and connected. Connected. That's a big one. 
is we're meant to be connected, not just to each other, but to the human experience. So as I sit here as a coach and a mentor and a provocateur, I challenge you to always be branching out and do it for you. There's no timeline. There's no status that you need to uphold. You're finding yourself. And we only have so much time. And sometimes that time can be taken away from us. It can end early. Or we can be convinced by somebody of who we are. And our time is taken away from us. But without any further ado, I want to get into today's topic. And today's topic is about crossing boundaries. And specifically, for the most part, males crossing boundaries. Because of the position that we come in, because of our high attachment to our masculine um, and our high attachment to our status and our success and our arrogance in a way. Um, we can be very sure of ourselves. And I think that surety a lot of times comes from our inability to be in a flow and to mold, our, mold ourselves back and forth. Because I think with that molding, we actually learn perspective. I think when we're in our feminine, we embrace others more. We embrace their position. We embrace um, their understanding. And we use it to filter our own. So, here we go. Episode 29. Men crossing boundaries. And the power we have to overcome it. What do I mean by us crossing boundaries? I mean our actions and voices that are carrying over the top of other people's boundaries. Most of the time being the female boundaries. And today I want to discuss in the typical male-female interactions we have between our spouses, but also more so in the interactions that we have with the lesser known, our acquaintances, the strangers. You know, the conversations that we have with women at the gym, over Instagram, or in the office. I spent a lifetime of trying to be perfect. Perfect for women, first and foremost, but also perfect for my dad, which I just recently found out was a suppressed attachment to emotion, and perfect for the world in the form of being something great that people need. Dude, exhausting as fuck. Don't worry, I... I know perfect isn't actually a thing. It's not possible. What I will tell you, though, that I've realized is that perfect can be a state of mind. And I think if we place it right, we can quote-unquote perfect for ourselves in a sense. We can be perfect for our spouses, but not in the term of being flawless, but being genuinely flawed. Like, to be flawed without shame. There's something there that connects us more than anything that really has a beauty to it. And I think if we can start thinking about flaws as a positive, especially in our partners, it actually makes them more attractive, more lustful to us, and more quote-unquote perfect to us. So if you're interested, men, keep listening. One of our greatest strengths as men, we as men have been taught to problem-solve, look for the wrench in the gears, and complete the puzzle in all of its beauty. But 
We have this expectation across the board for all things. It works in mechanics and tech and business. It's science and it's math. It's the tangible objective world as we know it. Remove the flaw, perfect the system. I get it. But we are out of touch of how amazing those beautiful flaws really are. And why? Because the perfect human doesn't exist. Or I should say the flawless human doesn't exist. No woman will be without flaw. And women are completely exhausted by trying to hit these standards that we're trying to put on them. Believe me, I hear it all the time in my coaching sessions, interviews, and all the deep organic talks. This is where men have our biggest issue. We attach what we tend to be greatest at to everything that we interact with. We want to delete flaw from everything that we know to perfect our lives, our work, our kids, our partner, and everything else around us. So when we do this, we are truly unable to accept anything because it has flaw. That is too much in the rigidity of the masculine. But wait, there's more. This system is destructive as fuck. When we adopt this as the only way for every way, that will include ourselves. So if we can't accept our own flaw, how will we accept anything else's? especially in our partners. The internal damage also transfers to the external through our voice and our actions and our intentions. What we do really well is we create a cover. It's a mask over our surface level to show the world that we are fun and relatable and worth getting to know. This is something that everyone does, but it's pretty prominent in the men today. So what do we do to create a remedy? There is so much out there to see what's really true. That flaw is a beauty mark, not a point of shame or discredit. Dude, look at nature. None of it is exactly the same. It's not completely uniform. And if it was, we wouldn't be as in awe about it. It's the subtle asymmetry of nature. It's difference in color. It's fragility that really makes it attractive. And I know some would argue, well, what about symmetry in everything we create? Our cars, our buildings, our advertisement what we mold and construct. There is a beauty to the smooth, the streamlined, the aesthetic perfection of what we create, but that's exactly my point. We are meant to separate the flawed and the flawless. We are meant to be multidimensional as well as see the world as multidimensional. The idea is to create the best world we can and accept the flaws that it is. We find appreciation for the perfect and the imperfect. That's the beauty. There has to be a switch, a transition between what we take in and how we feel about it. I used to work as a deputy in our local county. It was a short period of time, but it did show me one major lesson. We have to be able to separate parts of our life in order to take the best from them. As I worked, I was in a cautionary state at all times. At work, that's where I was supposed to be, ready to move, ready to act, always predicting, It was stressful, and it was a part of the job. Where I screwed up, though, is when I took it home. I couldn't enjoy things. I was starting to lose sleep. I lost my appetite. I was always anxious. And the biggest thing is that it ruined the connection with my girlfriend, ultimately dismantling us altogether, along with some other internal issues I was having. It was messy. It hurt. And I definitely did learn my lesson. I do a lot of contemplating. 
a lot of listening, observing, and researching about how us men behave. I like to understand where it comes from, how it ties to our biological instinct, and what part of it is a societal conditioning. By no means am I a researcher or an analyst or a psychologist or behavioral expert, it, but it's about what I see in myself and other men and a small chunk of our history. There are a lot of really, really good men out there. There's amazing leaders, men who reach out their hands to help up the men who are still struggling from trauma and from bad conditioning. And truly, I think it takes a huge sacrifice and courage for men to do this, to step up against the majority. The problem here is that so many men are seeing this as a shadowing or an abandonment of the male sex. I was having problems with that with myself, thinking that I was going to be exiled because I was speaking out against my own gender. Some men see these leaders as anarchists and traitors to their own sex. There was a day where I would have agreed. There was a time when I thought I already knew what men were supposed to be. And fuck, was I wrong? There's a huge group of men out there, right now, that truly believe there's only one way to be a man. And in that confidence, there also lies a massive weakness. Arrogance. And it's not only destroying the good name of men, but it's still spreading to new generations. Generations that need our help, not our problems. We all have generational issues, but I believe it's the work of the elders to help the new. It's generational wisdom and perspective that the new need passed down, not the know-it-alls and the opinions. One thing I can say is that I see change. Men are changing. We are questioning far more. We are thinking more before stepping. We are listening to our hearts more. I just want to be able to speed up the process. And women, give us patience. There's a breed of men that exist today who really need a lot of help from the world. The reason they need the help? Because they are convinced that they don't. They believe that they have this man thing dialed down because it's been labeled and passed down as simple. That men are simple. That's some bullshit. We are no more simple than women. We are complex. And the only way to fix our issues is to stop acting like there are none. The world has falsely labeled us, and as we follow suit in comfortability, we also disrespect the fact that we have so much more to offer and make of ourselves. And the man that thinks he has it all and knows it all tends to shame and intimidate the ones who oppose him and his views. So what is it here? The problem is that we create from this know-it-all mindset. We are closed-minded, we have horrible listening skills, we only put effort into our own selfish endeavors, and we hurt women with misogynistic or sexist and suppressive voices in action. Ultimately, we decide we know what's best for women, and we destroy other men who try to be different than us. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. There is no one way to be a man, and frankly, I'm getting tired of saying it. The hardest thing about men being in this position is that men don't think about and don't know they are crushing and suppressing others. And if these men are of high status, this type of thinking is highly exacerbated because they've been convinced by their success that they know what the world is supposed to look like. They decide what men and women are supposed to look like. They decide what business and pleasure are supposed to look like. They decide what love is supposed to look like. The problem with that unknown tends to be created from where it all started. The problem with this mindset and the paradox of it 
is that there's so much unknown beyond the arrogance of a man. And because he thinks he already knows all, he will never be able to fully grow into himself. And so I think it's majorly important for men to constantly question themselves first and then question the world. I think it's great to be skeptical. I think it's great to question everything outside of you. But if you're unable to question yourself, then you're holding on to arrogance. So I think it's very important for men to see problems, research, filter, and decide. And it's this work that we need to put in order to have the ability to help us move and help other men do the same. There's this article from Lifehack that talks about the possible starting point of the way we act towards women. Quote, The roots of misogyny can stem from a variety of issues, commonly started early in life. The person may have been raised a particular way with a huge lack of respect for women. It can also start with negative experience from mother, sister, aunt, etc., resulting in an unreasonable anger or phobia of women. Oftentimes, a male-dominated society can breed misogynistic views. End quote. The article goes on to explain these different forms of misogynists, so I highly recommend getting into this article, and I'll make sure to cite this at the bottom of the episode. First thing is, I want men to understand and be able to recognize this behavior. I've said things and I've done things completely by accident, and it sucks to be called out on it, but that's the name of the beast. This is where I feel compassion for all of us men. We live what we know, and we can't know how to be great men if we haven't had the right model to show us the way. And I'll get to why it's so important for men to lead. But I want to define a couple things to put this out there, to see where people are triggered, and to give clarity on what it is that these are so we can help battle them. To define misogynistic, strongly prejudiced against women. Easy enough. Misogyny tends to be a more obvious form of prejudice against women. It seems to be coupled with a more resentful attitude or hate against women. This tends to be seen more in men that bluntly shame women for what they're not allowed to be or do, or they intimidate them. Defining sexism. Prejudice, stereotyping, or discrimination typically against women on the basis of sex. Pretty simple. This may not be as easy to detect as you may think. Have you ever had a woman tell you you're an asshole and you feel completely blindsided? It's a little bit more subtle. It might be sexist. Sexism is kind of a way of specifying what's expected or allowed by a gender. Here's a quote from the site Bustle with an article titled as The Six Subtle Mansplanations Women Encounter Every Day. Quote, Here's what makes mansplaining different. When a man mansplains something to a woman, he interrupts or speaks over her to explain something that she already knows. Indeed, something in which she may already be an expert, on the assumption that he must know more than she does. In many cases, the explanation has to do specifically with things that are unique to women, their bodies, their experiences, and their lives. When men interrupt or presume to correct a woman who is speaking of her own experience or expertise, they are implying that she is ignorant, that she is incapable, and having authoritative knowledge. They are saying essentially, shh, I know best. Ladies, I hope you're not throwing things at this point. <laughs> I know you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The problem is, is that 
Most men are so habitual about this. But you have every right to call them out. Misogynistic behavior today isn't as publicly present in the physical world as much as it is found in the digital one. Men online have found the power and protection of what they can say to women in an online platform. It has become a major problem, and as much as it's really hard to be as effective online, I don't think it goes without its potential to be such. There are men all over the internet shaming women for their bodies. Women who look too manly by perspective, and also shaming women for being too skinny or too fat. Fuck, dude. Like, what do you want her to look like then? What do you really expect women to do? Men are out there telling women how to lift, how to run their business, how to be healthy. I'll say it again. What are women supposed to do? Number one, nothing that these men are telling her to do. Men are not here to tell women how to be human. A lot of times people forget that gender doesn't have anything to do with how we're supposed to be. Number two, women are allowed to tell these men to fuck right off, ignore them completely, or prove them wrong. I've got your back on this, and there are so many men that will. I think overstepping boundaries is one of the few places where aggression can really put someone in their place when it comes to respecting those boundaries. The problem. Despite how women feel or what they know, these men are refusing to listen. They are so sure about themselves and what women are supposed to be, it doesn't matter what women say. So this is where good men are really able to be powerful, in my opinion. It's from this place in our own confidence and masculinity. Strong men really need to step up next to all of these women having to endure this abuse. Because that's what this really is. It's abuse. And because of this, it's time to start fighting fire with fire. It's time for builders to stand up against demolishers. It's time for the light to stand up against the dark and for leaders to stand up against the tyrants. This isn't about abandoning or terrorizing your own sex. It's about standing up to the oppressed and starting to accept individualism and diversity. It's about men doing something they are amazing at, being steadfast, consistent, and catalyst for change. From this point, it just depends on which position you decide to be in. Will you face that darkness in which you are likely outnumbered? Will you stand up against the many to protect the few? Here's what we can do as we take up arms, gentlemen. We can't stand by. Being neutral in this does not fix the issue. Just because all of us are strong enough to handle our own, sometimes the only way to battle that darkness is how strongly we stand together. We have to support women when we see these things happening. You have to watch and feel for your own actions. What is there that may be a subtle act against women that you may not have recognized before? Also, listen to women. Ask women. Get to know their experiences and their perspective. The more, the better. Ask your friends and your girlfriends. Help them recognize that you support them and you want to know how to be there for them. And if you are ever called out, listen to it. Feel for the trigger. Don't jump to defense. We have to process these mistakes so we can understand them. Our number one action above all else, speak up. Always. Our voices are booming. Not just in decibels, but in resonance. In my opinion, the strongest men are also the most vulnerable. The most willing to face internal discomfort and emotional challenge. We are complex, gentlemen. And it's in our best interest to allow ourselves to be. I know it means more work and more sacrifice 
but it also means more fortitude and more ability. We can make a difference in the world and we can change the shallow stereotype that's been held against us for so long. In closing, what I think us men have to realize is that whether we like it or not, we've been in a man-led world for a long time. Maybe that was the best course for our survival, maybe it wasn't. We'll never know. But as times change toward equality, which is starting to ask for more than just women's equality, are we willing to push against our history? Are we willing to adapt what the consistently changing world asks? I think that the world will be ever-changing, because it always has. There's a reason why we don't fight with stones and clubs anymore. There's a reason why our buildings are built out of concrete and steel rather than twigs and mud. And there's a reason why we are seeing the power of women and why they are more capable than ever thought in history. They are more than we ever thought they could be, and that's the historical ignorance that we must overcome today. I don't like to attack. I like to challenge. But it also depends on how you receive this information. Do you feel attacked or do you feel challenged? The choice is yours. Stay strong and stay rebel-minded. Creed Soldier, out. All right, guys. If you're here, then you have some sort of connection or curiosity of what goes on. So from the bottom of my little hamster heart, thank you. Even through a mic, that's what we call connection. And my life always gets better and more clear with all the souls that I get to connect with. If you like what you're hearing, or you want to share your story with me and the podcast, which I would absolutely love, write in. Send me an email or send me a text. You can contact me through IG as Creed Soldier or email me at Zachary at ChaosCreed.com. That's Z-A-C-K-A-R-Y at K-H-A-O-S-K-R-E-E-D dot com. And of course, if you're up to the challenge and curious about really speeding up your self-development and your potential and getting committed to bettering yourself, send me a notification with Getting Rebel Minded in the title, even if all you need is that confidential space to talk, I'm here to give that to you. Share, like, and follow the podcast if it means something to you. Then you'll know when every new episode and interview has been published. I've always got more good things coming.